Whenever you hear a bleep in TV or movies, do your ears instantly perk up or am I the only nerd that feels that way? It's like, oh man, I know there's gonna be some good under there. I get excited about a bleep even if it isn't covering a swear word. I just said, I know there's gonna be some good content under there, but the bleep gave an otherwise boring sentence an electrifying jolt. Just the idea of a curse word is powerful. So today, we're gonna explore the strange power of profanity, the evolution of everyone's favorite swear word, and why swearing is actually good for you. Yes, you heard me right. Swearing is not only fun, it has its health benefits. Now dust off your F-bombs, know-it-alls. I'm about to land all of us in detention. Hi, my name is Bella, and you might know me as Jay is from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast, Know-It-All. And each episode, I'm going to help you become a know-it-all about something new. Here we go. So how did I get on this swearing kick? Well, we'd have to go interview Baby Bella for that information. If I remember correctly, I started swearing around the time I stopped wearing diapers. But now as an adult, I eagerly accept any and all opportunities to swear for my job. So I jumped at the chance to do this episode. I didn't just binge the new Netflix series, The History of Swear Words. I devoured all six episodes in one sitting like a bag of candy. First of all, it's hosted by Nicolas Cage, and Nick Cage in a smoking jacket talking about swear words is always a win in my book. And second of all, I like a good deep dive on the history of pretty much anything, up to and including shit. If you need evidence, see last year's entire episode about shit based on the docuseries Connected. I regret nothing. And third, I love to swear. It's hard to explain, but swearing just makes everything better. Plus, curse words tend to be ideal multi-purpose words. They're like Swiss army knives, perfect for all occasions. Mm, sorry, I meant many occasions without kids, parents, and authority figures in attendance. Before we get too deep into the benefits of using profanity, and there is a lot, first, I need to share something interesting I learned about everybody's favorite curse word, and I'll give you a hint. It starts with F. Say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Great job. Now put $5 in the swear jar. So let's kick off swear fest with a bit of F word history based on acronymic etymology. Word alert. You know what that means, know what alls? I just got a word alert. An acronym is an abbreviation formed from the initial letters of other words and pronounced as a word, like NASA or DARE. An etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meaning has changed throughout history. So acronymic etymology is the practice of using letters in a word to create its origin story. So there's an acronymic etymology that people think the word fuck came from a phrase, fornication under consent of the king. The idea is that when people in the Middle Ages got married, they had to go to the king, they had to ask for permission to have sex. If you didn't have papers from the king, you were breaking the law. But my lord, you've given your consent. Ah, very well then. But guess what, know-it-alls? It's a good story, but sadly, it's not true. In reality, the F-bomb most likely comes from a Dutch verb meaning to blow, to strike, to hit. So if you ever get in trouble for using the F-word, you can just say you're using the original meaning. And it's important to keep in mind, a swear word today is not necessarily a swear word tomorrow. Our language is ever-evolving, so words can change, add meaning, or fall out of use. And the potency of a particular obscenity can diminish with time. A good example of this is crap. Most of us have no problem using that word under any context, but the S word, 
otherwise known as S-H-I-T or is less acceptable in polite company, even though it means the exact same thing. So give it a couple hundred years and you'll probably be hearing a lot more on TV. I mean, we'll be dead, but whoever's watching TV in 2220 is in for a real show. But people don't just use profanity because they like colorful language. Even the most conservative among us have to admit that there's something primal, even arguably necessary, about swearing. There's a deeper, more emotional, evolutionarily old place that profanity comes from. Deep in the middle of the brain, a part of the brain that we share with other primates, with other mammals, with lizards, that's the part that leads you to swear when you stub a toe or when your favorite football team scores a touchdown. Honestly, it makes total sense to me that the lizard part of our brains is responsible for swearing. And it's another strong argument for why we should just say screw it and embrace the fact that profanity is here to stay. If you have a problem with evolution, take it up with Darwin, not somebody who just stubbed their toe. To me, the coolest benefit of swearing is that it's a pain reliever. Saying a curse word activates your fight or flight response, which leads to a surge of adrenaline, followed by a pain relieving effect on your immune system. This was demonstrated in a famous experiment where one group of participants were allowed to swear and the other group wasn't while trying to keep their hand in a bucket of ice water. And it's good news for us foul-mouthed monsters because people who swore were able to hold their hands in ice water twice as long. However, if you already use a lot of profanity, you're probably desensitized to it and won't get the same level of pain relief. Still f cool though. Ha, huh. see, I feel better already. And that's not all. Here's seven more benefits of swearing thanks to the experts over at Psych Central. Cursing can give you a greater sense of power and control over a bad or negative situation. Swearing can also increase our sense of self-esteem when it's under attack. This in turn helps build our inner resilience and confidence during stressful or tense times. If you choose the right time and place, profanity can facilitate social bonding and indicate that we are open, trustworthy, and fun to be around, making us appear more genuinely likable and real to others. Profanity can help keep people engaged. In a study of American TV shows, more swear words meant more popularity among viewing audiences. Swearing can amp up your workout. Treehugger reported that cursing during exercise can increase your performance, strength, and power. And last, but definitely not least, swearing is cathartic. It doesn't take a scientist to know that swearing can help us express and release our feelings of anger, frustration, or sadness. It just makes us feel better, which is a pretty big f benefit if you ask me. All right, know-it-alls, that's it for today's episode. Now you can use this information to make a PowerPoint in defense of swearing. So when your parents or one of your elders gets on your case about it, you can just say, but it's actually good for me. Hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at onlyjs or Twitter at notjs and let me know. What's your favorite substitute swear word? I'll start. Mine is fiddlesticks. I mean, come on, fiddlesticks? You might as well just take a Tylenol and leave the real swearing to the rest of us. If you're listening to Know It All on Spotify, don't forget to follow the podcast. You can get notified about new episodes each week. Just tap on the following button and turn on get notified of new episodes. Curious what the next episode of Know It All be about? I'll give you a hint. Unless you're a business tycoon or an heir to a dynasty, you probably can't afford to live in this glamorous bubble. And remember, Know It All is weekly now. Join me again next week for a new episode of Know It All.